Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Me podcast, a podcast that will inspire you to live an abundantly beautiful life, a life as originally intended by God. In this podcast, I'll be sharing some of the cycles of abuse and narcissistic tendencies so that you become more aware of its subtle signs in order not to become her victim. My guest on this show will share some of their personal life stories that's helped them turn their broken situation into a purposeful life. My name is Noble IJ and I'm your host on this show. Hello and welcome to the very 11th episode of the Beautifully Broken Me podcast. Let's do a little recap of our last episode. In my last episode, we discussed what I wished I knew, red flags and early warning signs. Honestly guys, my last episode was my heart cry. This was basically some of the red flags I had ignored while dating my ex-spouse. My guest, John Kammer, is a relationship coach and he dissected this topic in a way that will leave you in awe. Have you listened to it yet? I highly recommend you go listen to it. Please recommend this podcast to your friends and families and do not forget to subscribe. Before I bring on my guest, let me give you a little heads up. This is a very insightful episode. This episode is titled, Why Some Domestic Violence Victims Don't Speak Up, The Danger of Silence. You will agree with me that if you are silent about an abusive situation, about an abusive relationship, then you're certainly in support of the perpetrator. There's no two ways about it. And I like the way Bishop Desmond Tutu puts it. He says, if you are neutral in in situations of injustice, domestic violence or abuse, then you have chosen the side of the perpetrator. And he said, if an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you're neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. At this juncture, I will introduce my guest. Franny is the CEO of Talk and Exhale. She is my very close friend. She's my soul sister. She is such a confidant. Honestly, if you're needing somebody to rely on, if you're needing somebody to talk to, Franny is your to-go person. I highly recommend her. I want to officially, officially welcome you, Franny, to the Beautifully Broken Me podcast. Oh, IJ, it's an honor to be here. It's such a delight. I mean, when you reached out to me that you would want to have me on the podcast, it was a great honor and privilege to me. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. And then having you 
push it in a dimension I never even envisaged and then push it with such zeal and enthusiasm. It's just been a pleasure seeing how God is using you greatly in this avenue. And then coming on this platform, oh girl, I'm super excited about it. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. So my listeners who would like to meet with you, um, they would like to know you better. Um, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, okay. So I am Frances Obiezu. I used to be Frances Isu before I got married. I'm blessed with two children, all five and three. I'm an engineer by profession and a therapist by calling. I usually say that. So I have a diploma in counseling and psychotherapy. Wow. I also have another diploma in REBT, Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy. Hmm. I, <laughs> so as an aside, I, I usually say I talk for a living. So when I'm not doing my career stuff, my engineering stuff, I'm talking. And it's been a progress, it's been a journey. It's just been a special experience being able to support people through their different journeys and most times drawing from experiences of where you've been, what you've been through and being able to use a seemingly broken experience because we are talking we are on a platform you know that talks about the beautifully broken me using a broken experience seemingly what people would have thought should have broken you and shattered you but being able to use those experiences and support people and give them comfort drawing from the comfort where we you've been comforted of the lord mm-hmm. you know it's just such a beautiful journey to know that i've been here and god helped me through and i can give you a shoulder to lean on if you're going through stages similar or differently similar <laughs> that's another word i coined you know from what i've been through so that's that's me in a nutshell <laughs> If you're looking for a confidence, if you're looking for somebody you want to share something with, honestly, Rainy is your to-go person. <laughs> oh, thank so, you. So, so, so good. I am super excited to have you on this show. I just really, really want to thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I just really want you to, you know, talk a little bit about this topic, the danger of silence. And this is um, based on, you know, why the victims of domestic violence don't speak up. And it's just a domestic violence series. But sometimes people going through different kinds of, you know, traumas, you know, the fact that some of them don't speak up, you know, and what are the importance of speaking up? let me jump on the why because you know when you talk about the experiences people go through the things they have faced and you're like but why did you just sit there it's very easy to ask to throw that question when you're not wearing the shoe when you're outside the box 
you know, you see a woman who is in an abusive relationship, very, the very common one we know about, because there are so many other abusive relationships that are not marital. Absolutely. There are various abusive relationships that people can be in, not just marital, but let's look at the most common and visible in the society, the marital relationship. You see a woman who is in a, an abusive marital relationship and you're asking, why are you still there? or why are you not speaking up (laughs) but from the little experiences i've seen and from the little interactions i've had at tokenexel we see that one of the very common things is that emotions are involved Mm. we are not we are not (laughs) we are not really stones that you just say why don't you just do like this do a b c and d and then voila you're out of it no matter how abusive a relationship is, mm-hmm. no matter how, it's just similar to those that encounter narcissists in their you know, dealings, mm-hmm. there's always the thought of, but this person was good this one single time to me. There was this small, fresh something, sweet something we shared, even if it was for one minute. Mm-hmm. There is no person who can be 100% perpetually evil over the years of a relationship. So sometimes you just remember that one single nice time or something and just, you know, begin to, it, it messes around with your mind and with your head. Absolutely. And it's just difficult to just throw throw everything out because of that Mm -hmm. so emotions are involved Mm -hmm. and somehow you just find out that you also still like the person it may not be the love 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 Mm -hmm. but you just wish that something positive there'll be a turnaround Mm -hmm. you know so that hope so one emotions are there two Mm -hmm. there's the hope thing Mm-hmm. You know, you're just hoping that that one minute we had sometime somewhere can just happen again. And probably it may transcend to one hour, one day. So the hope also makes you to keep short and say, I will not speak up. Wow. And then something else I've also observed that makes people not to speak up is self-guilt. You know, you begin to tell yourself, I'm somehow responsible Mm. for why this person is like this. Mm. Maybe if I was as good as Choma, the virtuous woman, Mm. or as good as Naomi, the excellent, perfect wife, Mm -hmm. maybe this person would not have been reacting. It will somehow, somehow be my fault why this person is putting up these attitude you know so the self-blame is also coming up you know you're thinking it has to be me it's a battle inside maybe if i i wake up earlier than i used to this person may like me maybe if i do this a little more this person may like me maybe if you just keep tweaking it and it's messing with your mind because you're blaming yourself and from blaming yourself you begin to think what will people say wow they will also think it's me 
Is it not this person that can keep a home? Is it not the other person's daughter that can keep a home? Is it not just I knew it from the onset that this one you were not tutored at home very well, so you don't know how to keep it. So those things, what will the society say? And we are in a society that tends to blame the woman a lot. So by default is going to be the woman's or you don't know how to keep a man you don't know how to keep a home so you think through it and it just steals your mouth and makes you to keep short and just keep running through your different things running through your head you're happy one minute you're sad one minute and it's just a, a whole roller coaster of um, emotions while keeping short and you know I've talked about that there's intimacy so there are feelings involved there's the self-guilt society then there's hope you're just hoping and the last point I just want to pick on is just the privacy thing the privacy thing because the moment you open your mouth and talk about it your story is going to become a case study and nobody wants that like everybody is going to use it as a reference but you remember Nkechi's case oh this was how they did this you become a textbook nobody really wants that so when you finish thinking of how much publicity you're speaking up can bring Mm-hmm. and you're not so much a public person like you don't want all of the drama some people don't just like drama there are some people that don't mind the drama but some others don't like the drama i don't like drama so when you just think of all the drama that may come for it and then someone asking you tell the story again how did it actually happen you mean like this you think of telling the story a million times over you're just weak and you know it, those things Mm-hmm. Th- th- those those things can make someone to, you know, to be quiet and silent and decide to just keep pushing and trying. So, I think I, I think I'll stop there for, for why people one of, for a few of the reasons why people keep silent. Wow! 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 I just want to thank you so much for you know all these tips that you've provided. And you, some of the things you talked about just kind of touched me, you know. While I was in my abusive relationship, I had the skills that it was all my fault, you know, because, you know, everything that happened in the relationship was my fault. You know, sometimes he gets back and he's all upset, you know, and I'm laying my hands on my head and I'm praying on myself saying, God, any bill covering my eyes, my face, please take it off. You know, I just have this thing. Mm-hmm. I was always, always feeling guilt that, you know, it was all my fault. And, you know, and that was also based on all the yeah. emotional traumas, all the, you know, verbal abuse that I have received. So that actually kind of like, you know, brought my self-worth, self-image kind of was really, really low. And I ended up yeah. all the blames on myself. And I just felt that everybody had their problems. You know, every new marriage is perfect. So why would I want to share? Why would I want to talk about this? You know, and I, I was... Yeah dying in silence you know i was literally dying in silence um i just really really want to thank you for you know sharing all of that and um thank you thank you thank you too and you know being a therapist that you are you know i just really want to know what are the dangers of silence because honestly for me i knew that 
I kept quiet. I tried to play it off. You know, I tried. Like, I did what I could to play it off. And um, yeah. a lot of people are dying in silence. A lot of people have too many things going on, but they just, they're just sucking it up. You know, we just being yeah. in it, and it's just bottling up and bottling up and just kind of growing. I just really, really want to know, like, what are those danger of, you know, silence and the importance of speaking up? Like, how does speaking up help? Does speaking up really help? Okay, yeah. So I, because I'm talking next year, let me pick on the speaking up help. Talk is therapeutic. Speaking up always helps. You know because it helps you get clarity on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because sometimes when you're even talking about things, it doesn't mean that you've wrapped your head 100% around it. But as you speak about it, you get clarity on the situation and then you're able to come up with solutions for yourself and possible way forward. So let me go back to the question, mm-hmm. you know, how the why it's important to speak up right and how does it help does it really help and what are the dangers of silence yeah it's it's very 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 important to speak up one of the most important reasons is because the danger of not speaking up the danger is that you're killing yourself wow you're killing yourself one of the one of the things I talk about, in talk, uh, you know, I always talk with my clients and any other time I have the opportunity to speak in a group, mm-hmm. I say, you have one single life, mm-hmm. one, one, and I add single to it to know how one it is. Mm-hmm. There is no spare, there is none that you kept, you know, in the bank waiting that when this one i exhaust it i'll go and collect another one you just have one and you have to own it Hmm. nobody is the headmaster of life so far as a human being we are all work in progress we are all trying on our hands at this life on earth Mm -hmm. there is no owner there is no headmaster. There is no dictator. The only head is God. But mm-hmm. if you are a human being, highest you're in this place for 100 years, mm-hmm. and we should all have an even playing ground to try our best. Mm-hmm. I, you cannot afford to let another human being who is a sojourner like you on mm-hmm. earth to squeeze 10 years, 20 years, and probably even squeeze the whole life out of this, your one single life. Hmm. You have to take responsibility for it. You have to own it. Hmm. You have to own it. It's your life. God has given it to you. You have to own it. So keeping sure one of the dangers is you're endangering the one single life that God has given to you and you're dealing with it with kid gloves as though you kept a spare in the bank. Hmm. If you know that there's no spare, you will handle things differently. Secondly, the danger of not speaking up is that you are endangering a lineage and a generation 
looking up to you. There is a destiny attached to you. Hmm. You're not just here to walk the surface of the earth and then go back after the number of years. You know, one of the times I spoke, I, I had a session with a suicidal client and one of the things that helped us turn around was when I told her, see, killing yourself it's the easy path hmm. you know you would have failed yourself but much more than failing yourself you would have failed the destinies and generations attached to you so when we just look at our life in isolation you can just be selfish and say, oh, it doesn't matter what happens to me. But when you look at your life holistically, the generations unborn, they may not even be from your womb or from your loins, but their destiny is attached to your life. Hmm. And you can't even afford to fail them. So that is another reason why you should not keep the danger of keeping short is that you're not just killing yourself, but killing the numerous giftings. Wow. The giftings, the destiny, the entourage that God has packaged mm. alongside the creation of a special being called you. Wow. You can't afford that. One of the things that can help one of the things that can help you come to a point where you know it's okay to speak up, hmm. it's okay to speak up, hmm. is knowing that you are not responsible for another man's actions. Wow. Don't take take only responsibility for your own. Take responsibility for your actions, but please don't take responsibility for another man's actions. Someone slaps you. Please don't take responsibility for the slap. Hmm. Someone decides to be offensive and abusive. Please don't take responsibility for it. Because there's this illustration that um, I mean, some of you might have heard before. You're carrying a cup of stuff. You're <laughs> carrying a cup of water. And then someone quacks you <laughs> and it spills. Why did water spill? water spilled because you're carrying a cup of water mm -hmm. the person who worked you can't take responsibility for water spilling if i was carrying a cup of coke mm -hmm. if you work me coke will spill mm -hmm. the reason why coke fanta water tea spills is not because i was quacked is because that is my content mm -hmm. whatever is the content of the cup that is what will spill mm -hmm. and life will quack people Someone will step on you mistakenly or not. It's your content that will spill. Mm -hmm. I will apologize for quacking you, but I'm not going to apologize for the content that spills. Whoa. Because it's whatever content you are carrying that is going to spill. So mm -hmm. someone decides because some other person will be quacked. The person carrying Fanta, Fanta will spill. And, oh, so sorry, not a problem. It's out of the abundance of your content that you spill. So please don't take responsibility for someone's abusive nature. Hmm. Because some other people will react very differently to the same things you do. Wow. Own only yours. Own, own take responsibility for your own parts. And and see how you can improve and work on it. But please don't dwell in guilt and guilt and all the stuff that comes with it. 
and know that you have a life hmm. and you have a right to live it, to live it and enjoy it. I don't know if I can stop here. <laughs> wow. Like, this was just hitting me left, right, and center. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The dangers of silence. You know, for me, one of the things you shared about, you know, killing your numerous gifting was I bottled it up for a very long time. And one day, I just thought, you know what? I was just going to end it. Like, this is just too much. This is so unbearable. I can't. I can't keep this no more to myself. Um, and then prior to then, I had already been, you know, having these suicidal thoughts. And there was this, you know, I was just coming back. I, I went somewhere and I was on my way back. And there's this white SUV driving towards the opposite direction. Now, because I have bottled it up to the point where I felt this is choking me, like I couldn't just, it was mm. affecting me in mm. numerous ways and I just couldn't keep it to yeah. myself no more and coupled with the thoughts of suicide. So I sighted this white SUV coming in the opposite direction and all I had just thought was, you know what, I will crash into this car and I oh. had to do that intentionally. And this is something that happens when we don't speak up, you know? But yeah. Absolutely. Miraculously, as God would have it, I can't. I don't know how that car sweeps away from me. Like I can't even tell what really happened. Like I had this heart palpitation. I was afraid. I was nervous. Like, and that was when the the thought came. I said, you know, I know the thought. I, I think of you thoughts of good and not of evil i think i shared this in one of my my podcast episodes maybe my episode one i just wanted to go listen to that again if you're listening to me right now but this is basically one of the things that happens when we've bottled up so much and we absolutely yeah you know it comes in different ways you know when i bottled them up i had this heart palpitation sometimes i feel like I can't really breathe down, like it's affecting my breathing because I had so much going on. And then people believe him, you know, he's very influential in the church. So people see him and people have so much respect for him. So who, who would I open up to? Like, you know, who's going to, like, it was just, I had so much in my head. I I am grateful to that I did not die yet. And I really want you listening to me right now. You know, if you're in this situation, if you... You know, if you bottle, if you're bottling in so many things, you know, I just really want you to know that there is this healing in speaking up. And if you're listening to, yeah. if you're looking for who to talk to, you know, you can always reach out to Franny. I will put her contact on the show notes. Um, you can always reach out to her, and she has very, very good content, very good stuff. You know, that will really help you out. Um, if you if you really care to. Um, thank, thank you, you so, so, so much, Brenny. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much, too. I think you've touched this, but why do you think people are afraid, though? Like, you know, um, again, this could be as a result of trust issue, right? I know you've talked a little bit about this, but in a situation where people are just afraid or maybe within their circle, they've really thought about who should I even speak up to? Like, who should I tell what's going on, you know? And that feeling of, well, everybody has their own around. Everybody's just playing cool as if everything is fine. You know? Now, this brings up this fear of, okay, 
if I speak up, I'm going to be judged. Okay. And I just really wanted to touch a little bit about, you know, this particular scenario that provided. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that was really a driving force for me to start Talk and Exhale, you know, when I had that knowledge in my spirit, because you find out that it's not easy to talk to, to talk to or talk with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Circumstances, just as you shared your personal experience, where he's a deacon in church, very influential. It happens a lot. It can be in favor of either party, and you know everybody's going to believe this person. Who will I talk to? Mm-hmm most times it's best to go to an unbiased party so in token itself most times when i see clients and i tell them have you spoken to anybody about it they'll say no why didn't you tell anyone in your church you know most of these people have churches have families have bodies around them where they can open up but we have a very judgmental society a very judgmental extremely judgmental society you know, they are going to judge you. They are going to judge you. If you do something, they will judge you. If you don't do anything, they will judge you. Either way, you're going to be judged. So why don't you just decide on the judgments that at least will favor you? <laughs> you know, either way, you'll be judged. Hmm. Whether you keep short and die, you'll be judged. They'll say, why didn't she say anything? Why did he? I didn't know she was going through such so had an ex-colleague that took her life because she she was in debt of a huge sum Mm -hmm. i think a deal that went bad and she decided to commit suicide and everybody said oh why didn't she speak up oh i didn't know she was going through this Mm -hmm. and then i'm sure if she had also spoken up people why will you go into such a deal why would this person so either way people are going to judge you so you have to choose your judgment right you know carefully reach out to an unbiased party if you can go on the internet there are platforms now they are coming up and i thank god for them online channels that you can at least exhale that you can just speak up first. You can talk to someone or just look for someone you can talk to. That talk solves half of your problem. Mm. It's therapeutic. Just talk first to someone about it. Don't bottle it up. Don't die inside it. Remember, we are talking about a precious single life. Mm-hmm. So don't deal with things that affect your health, affect your both physical health and mental health, and affect your life and destiny. Don't deal with it with kid gloves. Hmm. You have to really handle it. And, you know, I, I always also recommend that taking some stance, some hmm. stern stance, doesn't make you a bad person Mm -hmm. it just makes it makes you on the other hand i may just say a good person who is trying to really help a situation so don't think that if i say okay i'm moving out i'm talking this particular 
for do, um, main domestic violence where you may think of if i now move out and he begs me mm-hmm. if he says i'm so or if i don't move if he begs me if he says i'm sorry maybe after an abusive situation if i don't accept now to see myself i'm a bad person and i'm not really a bad person mm-hmm. but if those times the little little abuses happen and you stamp your foot down and say i'm sorry is actually not a strategy mm-hmm. i'm sorry even if the person so the person apologizing is not a solution mm-hmm. i'm sorry is not a strategy i'm sorry i accept it too but what is the plan to deal with your anger issues if it's anger issues we are dealing with what is the plan to deal with this narcissist behavior we are saying you must when it, these things start small and you're able to you know take a little bit stern decision and say okay if you're really sorry enroll in a correction class and see a, a therapist see mm-hmm. the past see whatever do something about it for one month mm-hmm. if i see changes after this month then will continue and continue working towards we can keep talking and all that but i need to be alive to serve god absolutely i need to be alive first it's very important very very important when you just think about all this in the center of your life Hmm. your health mental physical and the destinies tied to you if there is no even if there is no way you just look for a way. If there's nobody around that will believe you, look for someone outside. And someone outside, most times, they are actually better because they are an unbiased party. Mm-hmm. You know, look for someone to talk to first, to exhale, not even to take sides with you, to just onboarding. Okay. Before you start looking for someone that will give you solutions to the problem. Okay. Wow, thank you for that. I, I just have a, a follow-up question. So, um, someone actually you know shared and was more like you know the fear of people sharing your story right you know you just have this fear that you know if i exhale if i share my story to somebody this person will tell somebody else that will tell somebody else you know and now the story spreads around that's one so this is somebody who has been in an abusive relationship and and married to a narcissist right now the fear of yeah. getting back to the narcissist you know to her abuser who will be like oh wow i heard you shared this to this person now it becomes a problem and you know that will put her in a very yeah. in a more vulnerable state in a more state that is panicky and you know probably make her ashamed and this is one of the reasons why people don't want to speak up you know do you want to touch a little bit on that Yes, I want to say quickly that I I started believing recently that most times we have an exaggerated opinion of how much people retain information about our, us. Hmm. We have an exaggerated opinion about it. People just discuss, and social media has helped to elaborate it. <laughs> people just discuss events on the minutes. People don't really care as much as we think they do. Mm. and most times you think you're sometimes so let me just 
speak on this. Sometimes when we don't open up, is we think what has happened is so bad, so grave. If people hear it, you'll just be surprised that I mean these things happen every day in different shapes and forms. Yeah. It's not as as grave as you think that this will be in fact to be breaking news. It will break for today before the end of the day is done. If it lingers, it may last for one week. I heard the story and I believe it. That uh, I mean, it's just an illustration. Mm-hmm. Like if you have someone, if you like, run run nude across the streets now. Mm-hmm. By tomorrow, you find out that most people have forgotten it. Mm-hmm. It may just be talked about for the day. So we exaggerate how much. Mm-hmm. Uh, important our stories are and think oh they'll keep talking about it they'll keep talking about it and we just it just blows up on our head so let them talk give them a topic occasionally to keep them busy let them talk about it but hey don't think that it lasts too long because the issues people have in this life is plenty they don't really spend as much time on us as we think Mm. so if they decide to take my topic for a little time to add to their gist it's okay well and good but you find out that it doesn't really last as much and the stories are not as grave as you think and each time i have uh, people come on talk and excel and they want to excel you see how they are so shaky about talking Mm -hmm. before the stats will tell you (laughs) if you hear this story i say really you know, some people come and it's a confession session we are having. If you know what I've done, I say, really, what have you done? Say, hey, you will look at me differently. I'm telling you, there's nothing new in your story. The person says, I just committed adultery as a married woman. I, just, I say, really, eh? Just with one man. Ah, the other person that came actually had multiple. And you just find out that these stories are not as strange as you think. Absolutely. Clear up your head. Don't think, oh, they will not make it a topic. Please clear up your head. Don't let things, what people will think, how grave you think the story is, keep you locked in. It's hmm. stealing from your precious life. Hmm. I'm just going to write out down, stealing from your precious life. Oh my God, that's huge. Wow, wow, wow. Stealing from your precious life. Did you get that, guys? Stealing from your precious life. Wow. Someone is saying right now, someone possibly is listening and possibly saying, they're speaking to me right now. What would you say to this person? What would be your advice? What would be your best advice to this particular listener who is actually in this situation saying, wow, they are actually speaking to me right now? Yeah, I want to tell you that you're not alone. Hmm. You are not alone, right? You're brave for listening through to this session. You know, there's something that must have attracted you to this. You're brave listening through up to this time. Hmm. Don't think that you made a mistake you should have even like had heard this earlier i would have acted today hmm. is the next best time to take ownership of your life wow. you may think that yesterday that was the best but again. today is the next best time 
it's not lay don't think oh the all opportunity is gone i didn't do this yesterday i didn't do this then if only i had done this today is the best next time to take ownership of your life wow and i also want to tell you that it's not over because there's life once there's life there is hope even if you think it's too late this person has already taken 10 years of my life i always use stolen this situation for some time for, for people like me maybe the person was raped at 16 i'm talking to you at 32 i'll tell you this person has already stolen 16 years of your life Hmm. The best you can do is to say from today you don't have control over me again. Hmm. Whether it's a situation, whether is whatever it is that has cost you sadness, hmm. that has cost you gross pain, hmm. is to decide. You may say, "Oh, this it has already for 20 years you've been there, but today hmm. you take ownership of your life, your joy, your happiness." the product of your life you take ownership of it and decide that even if i have the remaining 30 years mm. anger bitterness whatever it is circumstance that applies to your case that is listening cannot steal any further i say no from today you can't steal any further than you have i'm taking ownership of my one single life your blessed listener thank you wow 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 honestly what i took from this is today is the next best time to take ownership of your life today is the next best time to take ownership of your life Are you listening please take ownership of your life again take ownership of your life i am so blessed like this particular um but this particular episode has been really really like thought provoking i am so blessed to have you thank you so 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 much so much for coming on i want to know if you have any final words anything anything final <laughs> for the listeners thank you so much i did you keep thanking me but uh, on the side of my of the screen I'm super grateful for this opportunity for you to have called me on your platform and seeing the the great work we are friends we've enjoyed such rich friendship but bringing me on professionally it's just an honor I'm so grateful super grateful I in parting words is my logo breathe hmm breathe inhale calm exhale stress wow can you repeat that in repeat that like three times <laughs> breathe and actually literally breathe taking a inhale calm exhale stress it's one single life own it Once again, I just really want to thank you. I was literally breathing when you said breathe, and I had to. Yeah. 
I had to take that deep breath and it was yeah. it, it was it some sometimes we just have to breathe. And yeah. Then we just have to we'll get our freedom and you know, we'll just get our healing and just get a little bit of relief. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it so much. So Thanks, dear. My, my regards to the family. Stay well uh, and be well. I hope you've been blessed by this episode. Please be sure to subscribe so that you'll be the first to know when we upload a new episode. Feel free to also tell a friend if this episode has greatly inspired you. You can visit us at thebeautifullybrokenme.com. You can also send us an email at thebeautifullybrokenme at gmail.com. We are also on social media at thebeautifullybrokenme. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed. Be well.